Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the Mini Break, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Thursday, March 5th. You guys know the deal by now. Men's and women's events in Indian Wells, in Monterey, Mexico, as well as the WTA International event going on in Lyon. If you fans thought you were going to get a nice little break before the sunshine swing really gets underway with the Indian Wells Masters Premier Mandatories, as well as Miami, the joke's on you folks. We all know by now the tennis world never sleeps there's always action to talk about and that's why we love to do these mini break podcasts every day of course we wouldn't be able to do that without our friends and sponsors from diadem sports now you guys know the deal by now diadem sports helping tennis players everywhere elevate their game by designing the most innovative performance tennis gear on the planet their rackets are developed with your performance in mind and each of their rackets have been carefully crafted for a specific playing style you know the deal power and explosiveness, precision, and control. I'm going to throw another one in there, the chip and charge. They've got the racket, even if that's the style of play you want to be executing. And of course, it's their Nova 100. It's their Elevate 98. It's their various strings from the Evolution, the Solstice Power. And I'll tell you what, with this winter weather, I could really appreciate some Solstice Power right now. So so uh, we're so happy to be partnering with Diadem Sports. It's not just the rackets and the strings. It's the tennis balls. It's you know the swag that you can wear, the Diadem shirts, the diadem pullovers. It's all such high quality stuff. And of course, we had the chance to sit down with diadem co-founder AJ Bartlett recently on our Cracked Interviews podcast. For those of you intrigued and saying, you know what, Alex keeps talking about this, maybe to get him to shut up, I'm just going to go check out their website, diademsports.com. But if you want an even more thorough breakdown of the amazing things going on at Diadem, be sure to go listen to that Cracked Interviews podcast. And again, you know, the best part of it all, 50% off your Diadem Sports order. If I've convinced you Diadem's the way to go, go to their website, diademsports.com. Order what you need to order. Get yourself an Elevate. Get yourself a Nova. Get yourself some strings. And use our promo code CR50 to get 50% off that order. And again, huge shout out to our friends at Diadem Sports who make things look so easy and make your game look easier on the tennis court. Speaking of look easy, I mean, these professional tennis players, the level of play, you'd think, okay, you know, no huge ATP 250-500 events, no WTA, you know, even Premier 5 events this week. Maybe there would be a lull in the action. Nope. Jokes on you, folks. Quality of tennis as high as ever. And the place I want to start today's podcast is Indian Wells. It feels like get us warmed up for the Indian Wells breakdown uh, that will be coming over the next, the multiple Indian Wells breakdowns that will be coming over the next couple of days. I actually, little announcement for you crack fans, I'm going to be headed out to California. Should be at Indian Wells for the opening weekend. Also going to be there for the final weekend as well as they do the collegiate tennis event. Multiple, uh, you all know. Uh, who listen to this podcast, College Tennis, near and dear to our hearts at Crack Racket. So really excited to be getting out to 
Indian Wells. If any of you fans are going to be there, please shoot us a DM, shoot us a tweet, whatever it may be. We'd love to meet up with you all, talk about the tennis, the action going on, all of those fun sorts of things. Uh, So be on the lookout for that. But in terms of this week's tennis, let's start with the ladies, of course, because we here believe still in chivalry at Cracked Rackets. And a lot of top seeds went down yesterday. I'm looking through the list right now. I see number two seed was knocked out. The number 12 seeds knocked out. 16 seed knocked out. Four seed knocked out. Uh, it was a day of upsets now. Just because there were upsets, that doesn't mean you should expect the tennis level to diminish any further throughout the week. And in fact, you look at who the upsets came from, if anything, that's particularly impressive. Let's start with the number two seed going down. Uh, uh, Anna Blinkova, the number two seed this week, knocked off by talented young British player Katie Bolter, and if you've been a fan of tennis over these past, I don't know, eight years, we'll say for Katie Bolter, because I think she's still fairly, I'm pretty sure she's a little bit younger than me, Uh, but you'll have heard of her name, Katie Bolter, an incredibly talented junior uh, rising up the British ranks. She had to deal with a lot of injuries over this past year and a half, but stellar level of play from Bolter in this one, 6-4-3-6-6-3. She gets the victory. You look at the things she did well, the most importantly, she attacked on her return. And that's the theme in the WTA, uh, in the women's game in particular. It, that return of serve so important because, you know, and I mean, and it's in the men's game as well. I just happen to think, you know, the serving with the men a little bit bigger. So that first serve may be even more important than the first return. Uh, but for Katie Bolter, her first return was just so impressive all day long. And she did a really good job of dictating to Anna Blinkova. And look, both of these players, good movers, right? There was a lot of extended points. Uh, both of them earned breakpoint chances for uh, both players. They had nine chances on the day. But Katie Bolter just a little bit better. She earns that sixth break of serve. Uh, Blinkova only able to earn five. In terms of total points, this was an either-or for folks. 88 for Bolter, 86 for Blinkova. I thought for Katie Bolter most impressively. It's again the way she moves the ball to the outer third. It's not your traditional just blast, blast, blast away. No, she it's craft. It's, you know, feel around the court. It's all of these different things and I think she's a really impressive player. I think it's a this is a really good win for her, you know, in terms of the live ranking. She's still got a lot of work to do. You know, this win uh, gets her up 26 spots on the week to number 370. A Another win this week would get her even further up the rankings, all the way up to 345. But it's a really good win for Katie Bolter uh, to move on and for Anna Blinkova. I mean, you talk about for the number two seed. Look, is this the loss she was looking for? Absolutely not. But for Blinkova, she's the 21-year-old sitting at number 61 right now in the live rankings, seven off her career high. She'll be just fine moving forward. However, I'm sure from her perspective, you know, a couple of wins this week, a good result. She may even have found herself inside the top 50. Um, so, you know, probably a devast- you know, disappointing loss. Devastating is too strong of a word. Disappointing loss for Blinkova, especially because of how close she was. But a really good result for Katie Bolter to right the ship and get uh, back to where she wants to be um, moving forward in 2020. That was one of the big upsets. The other big upset on the day, perhaps uh, the most significant, Arena Camilla Bagu. Six loves, six two over number four seed Taylor Townsend. I wrote this week an article for Cracked Rackets, you know, what to watch early in the week. One of my predictions I make on those because I try and make a couple of funky predictions for you fans to keep it entertaining. I said Taylor Townsend was going to make the final. Whoopsies. Uh, I guess that's not the case, but you just, I mean, hit her off the courts, the wrong word, but just the, 
she just wasn't phased when you know Taylor Townsend talked about a funky game style. The lefty's going to throw slice, going to throw high top spin, uh, borderline lobs as a basic ground stroke. She's going to try and charge the net as often as possible. But but you handled it all with ease, and Townsend just really couldn't find her strike zone throughout this match. So six loves, six two four. But you, I mentioned one other upset on the day. Uh, Christine McHale, the number twelve seed, goes down to. Uh, I believe it was Barbara Haas, uh, four six six four six three. I mean, that's another either-or match. Really high-level, great win for Haas. You look at the other results there on the day. A tough day for Americans. They took, you know, a, a bunch of losses. There was only one All-American matchup. That was the number 14 seed and former Stanford player, Christine Ahn, uh, knocking off Uswe Arcanada, 6-1-4-6-6-1. Uh, in terms of the Americans who were a little less successful, you look at Masaki Doi. Uh, she knocks off Asia Mohammed, 6-2-6-3. In terms of, I, I mentioned um, another one, we had Olga Danilovic knocking off Maria Mateus, 6-3-6 love. Uh, in terms of and then uh, the last American to lose, Kurumi Nara, uh, knocks off Hannah Chang, 6-1, We did have an American winner on the day. Don't worry. So, uh, beyond Christian, we also had Bernarda Pera, the number three seed, knocking off Xinyu Wang, 6-4, uh, 4-6, six, four, four, six, six, four. Talk about a battle, folks. And for Bernarda Pera, the number three seed, who's hovering, I believe, at number 59 right now in the live rankings, which is a career high. Great win for her. Over the talented young Chinese player, weathered the storm, didn't let Wang uh, just dictate the whole time. Did a really good job herself of just, you know, preventing Wang from finding that sort of rhythm because when Wang does, she can just hit you off the court. Really good three-set win for her to move forward in terms of the other non-American matchups on the day. Uh, another upset down the number 16 seed loss as uh, L- uh, Lesia Serenko knocked out Vara Gracheva. Uh, Oh six six four six two. We're seeing a lot of oh six first sets and players coming back this week. Mitchell Kruger's done it twice. Zarenko does it here. Funky week. If this is a sign of things to come at Indian Wells, folks, we are in for a really fun Masters and Premier mandatory event there. Um, in terms of the other matchups, uh, the number eight seed uh, Lin Zhu knocked out Zavatska six three seven six to set up a really fun set of uh, round of sixteen matches and I believe round of sixteen matches today. It's round of 16 Thursday. Of course there is one other upset on the day I forgot to mention that did come from an American, Shelby Rogers, who we all know what she's capable of when she's playing her best tennis now. She's dealt with a lot of injuries over the year. Her career high, number 48, she's far off that right now, sitting at number 112 in the rankings. But you know, really good win for Shelby Rogers, who you know when she is on, she can just hit you off the court, and she knocked off a player in now, Hubino, who had been playing really well thus far in uh, 2020. It's crazy. I was had to like think of the year there. I'm like, is it is it really 2020? That's nuts. Um, but for Habino right now, you know that uh, who's again been playing very well. It's a really good win for Shelby Rogers moving forward to the next round. In terms of the men's action, we saw fairly straightforward. Only two seeds knocked off on the day, but you can argue whether they're upsets or not. Let's start with young, talented American Brandon Nakashima, who, as I noted yesterday, is the second-highest-ranked player under the age of 19, now the highest-ranked player, Yannick Sinner, also in the draw today. And by the way, he looked as good as ever, knocking off Sem Verbeek, 6-love, six 6-1. Six but for Brandon Nakashima to knock off Yuki Sagita, 6-3, six 6-2, six I mean, keep in mind, Yuki Sagita, it's not like he's ranked 250 in the world, right? Sagita is number 87 in the world. He 
not comfortably, but he battled yesterday and knocked off a guy in Mackie McDonald who you think, okay, that's a more, he's still coming back from injury, but the physical maturity, how physical that match between the two were, if he did that to Nakashima, you think maybe Nakashima's going to have problems, but no, Sakita just could not hurt Brandon Nakashima in any way, uh, there were no easy plays, no easy forehands, no easy plus one tennis, Nakashima did such a good job with his return of serve, in particular on those second serve points, holds uh, Sakita to 11 of 28 there, he creates eight break chances for himself, converts three of him them. But more importantly, the big plus one style, I mean, Brandon Nakashima is a California kid. These are his home courts, but, you know, 62% on the first serve. He won 79% of those points going 26 of 33, 12 of 20 on second serve points. And again, the way he stepped up early on those second serve returns himself, taking those balls early, redirecting, just everything seemed to be on Brandon Nakashima's racket. And he's trying to move forward more. He's becoming more and more comfortable at the net with each passing day, but the way he's going to make his money right now is just those ground strokes. He is in he is a machine. I mean, he just there are no unforced errors. He he's so disciplined. He's just for an 18-year-old to not, you know, be he's not flashy. It's just it's just rock solid tennis and so this is a phenomenal win for Nakashima, who moves up to a new career high of number 251 in the live rankings with this win. Another win tomorrow will get him inside the two top 250, right around the 235 range. And I mean, again, 18 years old, and he's going to be getting into Grand Slam qualifying, not with a wild card, not on the legend of his past accomplishments, but on his own hard work, probably. And that is just an outstanding performance for Nakashima and just a really good place for him to be. I mean, if he's not on your radar now, folks, you got to start watching him on these matches, livestream.com backslash ATP. Um, so that, that was a big win for him in terms of some other big winners. Uh, you look at American successful 4-0 on the day, Stevie Johnson, the number five seed, 6-1-3-6-6-2 win over Mark Pullman's number 14 seed, Marcos Giron, who clinched the Oracle wildcard into Indian Wells. And by the way, given how many points Giron has to defend at Indian Wells this year. That's just great news all around, in in my opinion, for all of us, because we're going to get the chance to see him defend those points. And he continues to show why he has cracked the top 100, uh, or getting right near it. 6-2-7-6 win for him over Ryan Penniston. And in fact, you look at Marcos Giron right now and where he's at in the rankings. He's going to be at number 104. A win tomorrow will get him up to a career high of number 101. Uh, 102 will match his career high, excuse me, in the live rankings. A win after that may even get him inside the top 100, folks. So if he can crack that top 100, you know, even before he loses all of those Indian Wells points still, you know, that's a goal of every player's career. Crack the top 100 at some point and given the remarkable comeback from injuries, I think he's had both hips operated on. That's a great place to be if you're Marcos Giron, our last winner on the day. Ray Sarmiento, who knocks off number 16 seed Peter Gojewicz, 4-6-6-3-6-2. I commented this when I tweeted out the link on Twitter, but in case you didn't see it, go watch Ray Sarmiento, the former USC national champion. I I have to imagine he was an All-American. I mean, I'm not going to say it's as effective, but you're not going to find a player on tour whose forehand, the footwork, the grip, the contact point, just the way they approach the stroke, looks as similar 
as Roger Federer's. I mean, it's just, and you know, how many times have we seen people say, oh, you know, try and mimic Fed? Who wouldn't over these past 20 years? If you were a fan of tennis, uh, you were watching Roger Federer at all times and trying to emulate his greatness. Uh, but for Ray Sarmiento, that forehand was crisp. He's another guy who you had to use his protected ranking as he's coming back from injury. And this is a really good win for him over Gojewitz and, you know, Peter Gojewitz right now. Uh, you talk about where he's at in the live rankings, number 125. So a really nice win for Ray Sarmiento, who moves back inside uh, the top 380. He's at number 376 in the world right now. Another win for him would get him inside the top 350, which given he's going to be playing challengers hopefully this year to get your ranking inside that top 400. Excuse me. I just get so excited when talking about Ray Sarmiento. Um, You know, for Sarmiento right now, given he's 27 years old, uh, he's going to be playing challengers this year, but that ranking should get him in to everything he tries to play. The other results, Gregoire Barrer, the number nine seeded Frenchman, who I believe made the third round of the Australian Open, three set winner, 6-3-3-6-7-5 over Misha Zverev, and then Roberto Marcora knocked out Romain Arnedo. Uh, seven six ten eight in the third. Those are all the act of the matches from Indian Wells in terms of what we're going to see today. Round of sixteen day, folks. That means we're guaranteed to get a bunch of good matches. Uh, Bernardo Pera, the number three seed, taking on Masaki Doi. Uh, Katarina Sinyakova, uh, the number one seed. She's going to play former top ten player Vera Zavanareva. That's must see TV. Uh, we've got Nara against Sigamund Rogers Pagula, Serenko Bolter, Haas Vickmeyer on Bagu Danilovich. It's fun matches all the way around. And then on the men's side, uh, I mean, you're not going to watch Sebastian Corda versus Mitchell Kruger. You're not going to watch Dennis Kudla take on Yannick Sinner. Jack Sock trying to follow up his win over Ugo Umbert, number, number 13 seed Evgeny Donskoy. I mean, you're crazy if you're not watching those matches. And of course, we've also got Johnson, Taro Daniel, Tiafo, Bure, Marcora, Marcos Guerron, uh, Sarmiento, Noah Rubin. That's a fun All-American matchup. And then Salvatore Caruso, the number 10 seed, going to take on Brandon Nakashima. So no bad place to be at all today if you're at Indian Wells. And I'm sure some of you in that region are trying to plan a trip to Indian Wells for the Masters event. Yeah, you should. But you should also try and plan a trip to this event because the tennis... I'm not even going to say it's a step down, maybe half a step down from what you're going to see. I mean, certainly Djokovic, Nadal, or you know, uh, Serena, and all the top uh, women's players the, uh, that are going to be there next week. Of course, those are the best players in the world. I mean, I, I would never try and, you know, Barty, Halep, I would never try and suggest otherwise. But there's some really phenomenal matches going on in Indian Wells this week. So hopefully, if you're in the area, you, you have time and you can go support uh, some local tennis because, uh, you know, tennis uh, as a product, we always are in need of support but introducing coco golf's signature shoe more than just a tennis shoe it's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette it's designed to enhance speed and power on the court the multi-piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out the coco cg1 empowers you to dominate the game learn more and purchase the coco cg1 at newbalance.com that's the action going on in Indian Wells in Monterey, where we also have men's and women's events. A little bit of a calmer day overall in terms of the upsets. Not as many notable ones. Seeds that moved on. Rebecca Pedersen, straight set win over Bondarenko. Buzkova, straight sets over Shmadova and Yafan Wang three-set winner over Astra Sharma. But the match we have to talk about on the women's side, Layla Fernandez, the 17-year-old stud, 
Canadian. 6-7-6-3-6-3 over number five seed Sloan Stevens. I believe it is the highest ranked win of Layla Fernandez's career. And you look at, you know, she's coming off of a final last week in Acapulco with this win now to make the quarterfinals. She's up to a new career high, folks, number 117. And, you know, another win would get her all the way up to the, the top 110 to around number 107, 108 in the live rankings. I mentioned this yesterday, but she may make the French Open main draw on her own ranking, not with a wild card. And keep in mind, she's the defending junior French Open champion. But for a 17-year-old, you know, as impressive as it is for Nakashima to be where he's at, one could argue it's even more impressive for Leila Fernandez, who number two under 18 player in the world on the women's side behind, of course, Coco Goff. But I mean, for Fernandez, and look, Sloane Stevens has one win in 2020. Let's be realistic about this. It's been a struggle for her throughout the year, and that's its own storyline that, you know, I spoiler alert, I th- I'm going to have Tumaini Cariel on tomorrow's mini break. We're going to be talking about Kleister, Sharapova, uh, and then some other fun players we want to watch down this sunshine swing stretch. Uh, but Sloane Stevens, you know, that struggle is its own story right now for Sloane Stevens right now in the rankings. You look at where she is at. She, uh, with this loss, number 37 right now in the live rankings. And I mean, she's going to get into Miami. She's going to get into uh, Indian Wells, but that is someone I will be watching very closely. But back to Fernandez, because I wrote another poor prediction I make. I got to stop making predictions. Although it was half right. I said Heather Watson was going to have a hangover after winning a title last week. She did lose her first match in three sets. Not quite a hangover, but obviously didn't go her way. But for Layla Fernandez, I mean, listen to these stats, folks. She made 69% of her first serves, wins 73% of those points, 70% of her second serve points, four of six on break point chances. It's the way she moves the ball around the court, the way she continues to persevere, the way that she has so many skills that allow her to adjust depending on her opponent. If her opponent's playing big, she's got the defensive skills to track things down. If her opponent is giving her opportunities to attack like Stevens did today, she'll take balls early, sneak up the line follow that ball to the net you can tell again she's played indoors a lot in her career so she understands the value of moving forward it was a fantastic performance for Layla Fernandez who advances again to her another WTA quarterfinal I want to say it's the second now of her career and it's coming in back-to-back weeks I'm not going to say this is the jump because she's 17 years old let's not put undue pressure on her but this is really special stuff, folks. You know, it's not every 17-year-old that does this. So whenever someone does, you have to take notice. And we here at Cracked Rackets are certainly well aware of what's going on. I'm afraid our friends in the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, Mike McIntyre and Ben Lewis, uh, someone check on them. Make sure they're still alive. Make sure they haven't had heart attacks with excitement. Make sure they're not on a drinking, partying bender because their Matchpoint Canada podcast is you know, very fun to us. And so we want to hear it keep going. But when you get a result like this from Fernandez after FAA made a couple of finals in as well in February. Fun time to be a fan of Canadian tennis, and so just we want to make sure they're all right as well. But phenomenal result for Leila Fernandez. Those were the women's matches on the men's side. Again, fairly straightforward day, although we did have a couple of upsets seating-wise. Let's start with the big one on paper. Feliciano Lopez knocked off uh, yesterday in his match. I believe he dropped that one in three sets uh, against uh, his opponent. Sorry, I'm just waiting for this tab to refresh. You look at it now. And again, this is what happens when you have to monitor a bunch of matches. But for uh, yesterday's result, for um, Feliciano Lopez to be knocked off, I mean, 
Look, I don't, I don't think Lopez is in a place. You look at where he's at in the rankings right now. Uh, he is going to be, let's see, Feliciano Lopez as of now in the rankings uh, with his loss, number 56. So he is right on that border, folks, of am I going to get into Indian Wells? Am I going to get into Miami? Certainly he's going to get into qualifying at the very least. But, you know, surprising loss for him. Uh, but still, you look at it on the flip side, the guy who beat him, Alex Vukic, uh, the former Illinois All-American, and that just came to my brain, folks, still having some tab issues. Uh, but, I mean, look, you look, talk about Vukic right now. He, I saw him right next to him. In fact, he's up to a new career high alongside of Nakashima. He's at number 236 in the live rankings. You know, Vukic played four years of college tennis, so he's someone I'm quite familiar with, but He's not even 24 years old. Uh, he's 23 still with this win. And again, for Vukic, the win on the day, 6-3, 3-6, over Feliciano Lopez. Outdoors, his serve, his forehand, his backhand. He's a thick guy, too. I mean, this is a, a really good result for him, and he continues to show. You know, Lopez was serving and volleying, was playing big, doing all the lefty things he does in Vukic. You know, not uncomfortable with it at all. Showed displayed a really high level throughout the day, so that's a really good win for him. You talk about the other seeds knocked off on the day, four seeds taken out. A prediction I finally got right: 1998er Ulysses Blanche, seven six four six six three over number eleven seed Victor Troisky. We had the chance to see a lot of Ulysses Blanche in person when we got to call the Ann Arbor Challenger earlier in the year. That was an event he won. And, you know, you talk about the 98s, Tiafo, Moe, J.J. Wolf, Ulysses Blanche, Stefan Kozlov. Between them, between the 97s, and this is something I'll be alluding to in my next long-form article, you know, Pat McEnroe got a lot of grief for his time at the USTA. And, you know, I, I'm not well-versed enough in the business side and uh, some of the politics of the USTA, or at least I wasn't well-versed enough at the time to speak to whether his removal, you know, justified or not, but... You look at these 97s and 98s who are really the first full-time class developed by McEnroe on the men's side and even on the women's side. You look at all the young talents we have right now. It worked. I mean, we have our talented crop of American tennis players moving into the 2020s, and do we have a Grand Slam champion on the men's side? To be seen. Uh, but in Ulysses Blanche, another guy who certainly has top 100 potential. And in fact, again, to promote a tweet I had, threw a poll out there. I want to know, who do you think is going to be the next 98 American man to get inside the top 100? Now, Michael Moe's already been there, but he's not currently there. So I'm curious, do you think he's going to be the one who gets back next? Do you think it's going to be Kozlov? J.J. Wolf, with how well he's playing, has seemed to be the big selection, the way people are leaning thus far. But, you know, shoot us t- uh, DMs, a text. Shoot us DMs, tweets, whatever it may be with your thoughts on those 98ers as well. And again, really good performance for Blanche, who I think lost something like six total points on his first serve in that set, um, or in that first set, and then just continued to you know hold serve and bang away big forehands. He hit this one inside-out forehand that was just ridiculous. Uh, I think it was at four love in that first set breaker, if you want to go watch the replay on livestream.com backslash ATP. But a fantastic result for Ulysses Blanche, who with the win himself, you look at where he's at in the live rankings, new career high for him, number 260, and uh, another win tomorrow would get him all the way up into the top 255. He'd be up at around number 254 in the live rankings, so great win for Blanche. I meant the other upsets, I already mentioned Vukic, but Guillermo Klizar knocked it off Coria, 6-1, 6-7, 7-6. Then American and former Georgia Tech player Kevin King 
continues, uh, you know, or, or at least continue to take advantage of Braden Schnurr's, we'll say, lack of confidence right now. He earns a 6-4, 6-7, win, the most devastating part of that for Schnurr, and we recently had him on the Cracked Interviews podcast, double-faulted on match point, 30-40 down in that 5-6 game, and you know, I think that's as indicative of where his confidence, where his is at right now as anything else. You look at the other results in terms of seeds who advanced. Uh, Adrian Manorino, the number one seed, 6-2-6-4 over Harry Boucher. Number seven seed, Paolo Lorenzi. Going three sets because what Lorenzi match doesn't. 6-3-6-7, 6-3 over James Ward. Andrew Harris, the former Oklahoma standout, 6-3-6-1 over Liam Caruana. And then Peter Polanski, 6-2-6-3 over Evan King. So that's the result that we saw yesterday in uh, Monterey. You look at what they have on schedule for us today. Should be a fun slate of matches on both the men's and women's side for the women. Again, it's round 16 days, so you get Zidanezic, Potapova, you get Maria Conta, Lauren Davis versus Ruth Svitolina going to be in action against Govert Sova. That should be a really fun match as well uh, on the women's side, and then I think they're going to play the second half they can't be playing the second half of the round of 16 tomorrow, can they? And no, they cannot because the... Or I, I guess they can. Okay, then. Or did they play some round of 16 matches yesterday on the women's side? In fact, they did. So today is part two of that round of 16. I was going to say that didn't look like enough matches, but hey, great shot to me. Uh, they're going to set up quarterfinal Friday uh, with the back half of those matches today <clears throat> on the men's side. Manorino versus Peter Polanski. That'll be fun. Bernard Tomic versus Alex Vukic. Look... I'm not going to say Vukic has an opportunity. You know, he's the favorite, but he certainly has an opportunity here to get a win over a guy in Bernard Tomic who, you know, that match is either going to be, well, it could be over in 45 minutes, even if it's three sets. That's just the way Bernard Tomic plays nowadays. But some other really fun round of 16 matches. Jason Jung going to take on Lorenzo Giustino. That's a six-first-nine seed. Ricardis Barrancas taking on hard-hitting Ernesto Escobedo. Guillermo Clizar versus Kevin King in, our only uns- uh, in one of our two unseen seated matches on the day. The other one, J.P. Smith versus Gian Maroni. Um, then you've got Andahar versus Andrew Harris. And finally, the nightcap on court, or I guess the final match on court four, uh, Ulysses Blanche taking on number seven seed, Paolo Lorenzi. So really fun day of action in Monterey. The, <clears throat> excuse me, last result we have to get to Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline tournament in Lyon where I think as of recording this they will have already started some of their round of 16 matches but you talk about the results we got yesterday really fun set of results three set win for Ali Van Utvenik 366476 that's someone I predicted would make the semi-finals this week I also thought Camilla Georgie would have a good week and indeed she has as she knocked off Alize Cornet 467662 Sophia Kennan Got her first win since winning that Australian Open title, 6-4-6-3 over Diatchenko. Caroline Garcia, 7-5-6-2 over Bonaventure. And then Dodan, two wins in one day for her, 6-4-6-4 over Manila. And then uh, she got the retirement from the number six seed, Jill Tietman, uh, in, to advance to the quarterfinals. In terms of the other round of 16 matches going on today, 
Kuzmova going to take on Martin Kova. Kazakina going to take on Bara. Sofia Kennan going to take on Christian uh, Friedsen versus Mladenovic as well. So fun slate of matches to wrap things up in Leon. And I guess most importantly, it guarantees that we're going to have matches all day, folks. So be sure, you know, to check out all of the action. And if you've missed anything from the past week, need to get ready for Indian Wells and Miami. Be sure to go check out our website, crackedrackets.com, for the more immediate updates. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. I mentioned that we're going to have Tumani Cariel on the mini break tomorrow. We've had some fun cracked interviews of late as well. AJ Bartlett of Diadem Sports. And then a really fun one with Vesa Punka, uh, the head of senior director of tennis and president of the Junior Tennis Champions Training Center in uh, Maryland. And it's a place that's produced players such as Dennis Kudla, Francis Tiafo, Andrew Fenty. I think even Savannah Reva played there for a little bit as well. Robin Montgomery, of course, the defending Orange Bowl champion. So uh, you're going to love Coach Punka's opinion. He's got thoughts on everything, just a depth, a, a well of experience to rely on, to lean back on. And so uh, that's a really fun interview, folks. Be sure to go listen to that. And of course, like rate subscribe review all of our cracked records podcasts it would be much appreciated other thing we greatly appreciate how many of you have been so kind to already go check out our patreon uh you know as we try and get to more events i imagine i'm i mentioned i'm going to indian wells to do a little bit of tennis coverage every dollar matters so seriously thank you so much and for all of you out there uh we're going to start for all of our patrons start shouting you out by name next week if you all would be so kind. We'll shoot you DMs when we're going to call you out, but give us a little backstory. I want to talk a little bit about you. I want to tell our listeners, you know, why uh, you're a great human and or what, ex- you know, exceptional qualities you have about yourself. And so, you know, I know I'm going to be talking about one of our patrons who's, you know, the patron saint of Indiana, the man with the plan. There's no one who you're going to have more fun with. And of course, that's our guy, Mr. Don Thieneman. Uh So I'm very much looking forward to shout outs like that. And you know, I know Don Thieneman, he's got a stinger ready for me as he listens to this. So thank you so much for your support, Mr. Thieneman. We are so fond of you. Uh, but little things like that. You know, I, I know things about Mr. Thieneman, so I feel comfortable talking about him now. I don't know all of you patrons, and I would love to. So, you know, you guys, are. I try and put myself out there. I would love to learn more about you all as well. So be on the lookout for that. Can't end a podcast without giving a shout out to our super producers, Max Fligner and Daniel Westoff, who have a f- of an editing job to do. And in fact, I see Daniel Westoff in my vision right now, headphones on. He's crafting some sort of video. I'm sure that'll go on Patreon first and then out on our YouTube channel, Cracked Racket. And you can find at, it's just Cracked Racket's YouTube channel. Uh, of course, our weekend mini breaks now exclusive uh, in podcast form to our Patreon subscribers, but there are still video pods being released every day that we do those, and we do do those every day because it's the mini break. It's an everyday podcast on our channel, YouTube. And as I mentioned, for the more immediate updates, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, it's all at Cracked Rackets as well. But with that in mind, thank you and a big shout out to our friends again at Diadem Sports, the promo code CR50 for all of your tennis gear needs for a delicious the only tennis energy bar out there. Be sure to go check out our friends at Aerobar as well. Use the promo code CRACK30 for 30% off your order there. That being said, for Super Producers Max Fligner and Daniel Westoff, for our friends at Aerobar and Diadem Sports, and for all of us here at Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say, folks. That's the break, and we'll see you all tomorrow. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.